Uh, I'll be reading from Isaiah this morning, Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 10, and then also from Romans 15, 4 through 13. First, we'll read from Isaiah 11, 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness He shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall lie down with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion And the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And on that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to all the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Would you turn with me to Romans 15, verses 4 through 13. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his peoples, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse shall come. The one who rises to rule the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray.
Dear Lord, will the meditation of all of our hearts and the words of my lips be pleasing unto you, O my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Isaiah's litany of promises begins humbly, doesn't it? Look at the ground, he seems to say, for where else would we find a stump? A stump is presumed dead, but could there be life that will burst from it? This past week at the Parsonage, we've had four trees taken out and uh, over two days, and they've left a stump. The first, two, first day, they left two stumps. So this seems appropriate for us, that a stump, seemingly dead after the tree is taken down, new life can burst from it. So look down at the ground, but know that the ground beneath our feet in this passage is God's holy mountain, a realm of peace and justice that is dependent on the advent of a leader. Isaiah's portrayal of this leader, born of David's lineage, explains why it is reasonable to hope. The very Spirit of God rests on his shoulder. He is infused with God's own understanding, with God's own counsel and might. He does not lead with the faltering, fallible wisdom of ordinary people. He embodies and brings about divine justice Under his watch, the poor and the meek are lifted up. There is no room for evil and oppression on this mountain. Even the predators are at peace. Isaiah paints a fantastic picture, doesn't he? But it's not fantasy. It's not about a pie in the sky, a vision of some otherworldly realm. It's about the redemption of creation. It's about the earth that is beneath our feet, even now, here in this place, that will be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's a remarkable thought that in a world that is so often seems to be drowning in something, sometimes God's peaceful ways, we're drowning in ignorance of that. To think of the world being full of knowledge of God. The scripture belongs first to the Jewish people. And in a sermon, a rabbi identified places where God has fulfilled the promise in Jewish history. One of her stories is especially moving. She tells of a group of Austrian Jews who had survived the horrors of a concentration camp. And while they were imprisoned, they dreamed of settling in Palestine and starting a religious commune centered on farming, family, and of worship. And they did it. They actually did this. They founded the the peaceful community, and that still exists today. It still exists, sustaining yet another generation of families that might not have been. The name of this commune is Netzer, which means twig, as in a twig shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. Their life is a witness to Isaiah's prophecy, a sign of God's faithfulness to his promises. There are signs, right? There are signs pointing to transformation that are sprouting up, well, like shoots from the stump of Jesse. As we await the advent of God's peaceable kingdom, 
we can find a nurture in the twigs of promise with the lamb. But glimmers of peace do surface, even in the midst of danger and despair, right? Sometimes irreconcilable relationships are, are reconciled. Sometimes unforgivable sinners are transformed by grace. Sometimes survivors thrive in a new life beyond the pain of the past. And in, it's in these times, God's kingdom breaks into the present, revealing blessed glimpses of the glory yet to come. Our task, one of our tasks, is to trust that through the Holy Spirit, these sacred shoots will arise and to give God thanks and praise for every sign of healing, every signal of hope, and every gesture of peace. Now, hope is a theme that forms an envelope around the concluding section of Paul's very long letter to the community of believers in Rome. Hope may seem elusive sometimes in the world today. For many of us, hope may be something of a last resort. It is what we do after all the planning and the preparing is done. It is what we do if we cannot fix the problem, whatever that problem is. Such a perspective puts us at the center of the universe. And of course, God is what is there to take up the slack. But for Paul, hope is more like trust. The ground for hope is neither the last resort nor random chance. The ground is God. The God of steadfastness and encouragement. The God of hope. Now the summary of all of Paul, of all what Paul said in some of these chapters comes in chapter 15, verse 7, where Paul says, Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. In order to give glory and praise to God, Paul says that Christ extended his welcome to all Jew and Gentile alike. In order to fulfill God's promises, God, I mean, Christ embodied God's intention to widen the circle of divine love. Let me say that again. In order to fulfill God's promises, Christ embodied God's intention to widen the circle of divine love. Paul calls Christians to another way of living, another way of relating. Welcome one another. God has welcomed us all, just as we are, into God's embrace. But he saves the best for last. And a word that believers were coming to see as a foretelling of the birth of Jesus, the root of Jesse shall come in him. The Gentiles shall hope. Something new has happened that has brought into the world God's ancient promise. All are welcome. So welcome one another. It is in Christ, friends, that we have hope. Hope for today and hope for tomorrow. Hope 
in the child that comes this season. Hope that Christ will bring about a new kingdom. A kingdom that we do not understand, that we cannot sometimes fathom. A world where we love and we welcome one another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.